The running theme this morning, which I just began to realize as I was playing there and thinking, what, what is it? Sue got up and goes, oh, by the way, I've made a whole new group of friends, and they, they just seem to be arriving, and the whole thing seems to be coming together. Uh, Dawn's there, wreaths everywhere, things happening. Um, David into accountancy, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but taking the treasurer job, working into a whole thing, doing things out. There's a season on us as a church where things are beginning to turn outward. There's someone outside that door of, of faiths. There, there's some things happening where God is doing something we are responding to. And that is what should be happening. It shouldn't be coming from a pressure, oh, I need to do that, tick all the boxes. No, 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 no. There's a totally different way of working in this season, and it's just coming up. It's opening up. People are making contact with people they've never made contact before. There are things beginning to open up. You can feel it. You can see it. And this morning, every testimony has been about it. You know, there's some of that opening out, moving out. And, and that's so encouraging because what it is, it's real. It's not saying, I've got to like macrame. Uh, I've got to do that as an outreach. Oh, I hate tying knots and pieces of string. You know, oh, it's terrible. You know, um, there's some people who may like that kind of thing and crocheting and things. But, you know, oh, no, I've got to do this because I need to reach people for Jesus. No, there's stuff in us that God just works through. It's like breathing. It's like a group of friends. Oh, they're not hard work. This is easy. And boom. And Jesus just moves through you into those settings and people's lives are changed. You know, I was talking to Claire. There's, there's situations that even aren't very nice that sometimes we find ourselves in, but Jesus just beams out. And, and it's not something that we have to, to do. It's not this kind of like, I've got to make Jesus known today. It's, it's not that. He'll make himself known. There's a moving with him. There's a responding to him. There's a walking in him. And I think there's been some, some false understanding around. And what it is, is we're saved by grace through faith. God's grace, his goodness in what he's done for Jesus is what saves us. Yes? Amen? It's not any goodness of our own. Correct? Yeah, all nodding heads. Well-trained church, right? Okay? And in faith, we put our trust in that, because faith is trust, yeah? And when we put our trust in that, His salvation comes through our lives. Yes? Yeah? But not only that, we give our lives to Him. We place our lives into Him. It's, not, it's no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth through me is the old song, right? It's also a Bible verse in the authorized. But actually, there's that sense of our lives are in him. He flows through us. He moves through us. In him, we live and move and have our being. We are in him. And I think sometimes the teaching we used to have was kind of like, okay, we get saved, and then God kind of forgets about us. So we need to do, hi, God, look, I'm helping this person. Hi, God, I'm doing this to try and relate to God. And our lives are in him, and his life is in us. And we've kind of got this, and so all the stuff we do, oh, I better do this, or God will be cross with me, or I'll do this, or I'll do that. Actually, God's 
God's wrath is towards sin, and in, in, in Jesus our sins are paid for, and our lives are hidden in Christ. When God looks at us, he sees Jesus in us. And actually, sometimes practically, we can get in the wrong place. So what I'm hearing this morning, without having to engineer this, organize this or anything, I'm hearing people are responding to what God's putting in them. They are getting involved in things that they feel God's wanting them to do. And as they're doing that, God's flowing through them and connecting them with people that they weren't in contact before with. There's some of these kind of things that are beginning to happen. That's what happens when Christ flows through you. Reinhard Bonnke, my favorite evangelist, um, apart from the Holy Spirit, who's the real evangelist. Um, but, but Reinhard Bonnke went into a shop once, and he was going into a shop, and, and this woman saw him, collapsed on the ground, and goes, and starts crying and all this kind of... So he goes over to her, and he goes, are you, are you okay? What's wrong? And she goes, I don't know how to say this, but when I looked at you, I saw Jesus in your eyes. And, and he goes, oh, well, you see, when Jesus is in your heart, sometimes he likes to look out. <laughs> and, and that's a humorous way he, he, he presented that. But, but actually, one of the things I've read his books, he says he doesn't, when he's praying for the sick, when he's doing stuff, there's no massive feeling of the warm feeling that it's just God flowing through. And this is so important, Right? It's so important we realize the, the weight of this. And there's a guy called Simon Breaker, and Chris, and if, if Cosmos is online, they've already heard this in, in our discipleship group. But um, we, we share thoughts and things during the week. And we've got Simon, Simon Breaker, this prophetic guy, who's prophesied over us as a church. You weren't there, I was. <laughs> He's prophesied over our area. One of the things he prophesied was, it, in many places, there's a well that God worked through in a lot of places he goes. And many places, they've got to dig deep because it's just covered with stuff. It's hidden dunstable. It's like, we just need to dust it off. It's there. The water's right on the surface. And that was a really powerful prophecy a number of years back. And, and here, he's got this statement. And so brace yourselves. For, for this, from the, the sooner this lesson is understood, the sooner God can truly use us, use you. In my early years, I spent countless hours searching for what God's purpose was for my life. I would drive for hours, hoping to get a prophetic word or an encounter where God would discover my life call. Then over time, I began to understand, sorry, phones died, hold <laughs> on. I began to understand it's not about my purpose. It's all about his. You see, my friends, God has one plan and purpose. He is fixed on it. And it is his sole focus and passion. A truly fruitful life is not finding your own purpose, but finding his. Jesus said, whoever keeps his life will lose it but the one who loses his life will find it. In other words, we get to sow our personal plan as a seed into the ground. We let it die. And when we truly do, this is when we find his. The amazing thing is, there's no loss in giving up everything, but only gain. 
For the moment you truly abandon yourself to him, the harvest that follows will always surpass anything you could have achieved yourself. The truth in the gospel is one life can change the world if it's surrendered into the hands of the one who created it. Let God's plan, purpose, and passion take center stage. Now that's some powerful words. And it encourages us because it's not all down to me. My life is in him and his life flows through me. And so we need to connect with him and his purposes and let that flow through us. We might be having a really down day. I remember once we were on a camping trip with a whole load of, um, we'd invited a, a whole load of non-Christian friends on a camping trip in Bracknell. I think Kelly and Andy may have been there. I don't know. But there was this couple. And when we go camping, it's kind of like, our, for Emma and I, our kind of roles shift a little bit. So at home, Emma's quite tidy. I might not be as tidy, right? You read the you read the PR into that, right? Um, but 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 actually, when we go camping, I'm meticulous because in the dark, I want to be able to go. There's a torch. I want to go. There's the, the matches we need for the. I want to be able to do that. I want to know where stuff is. I'm meticulous, right? Emma, relax. It's camping. So what happens on this camping trip? We've got this little tiny tent where we've got to be hunched over, and we've got a, a, a travel cot for Bex, telling you how long ago this was, uh, which took up half the tent, right? So, so we're having to work our way around this, but we didn't want to leave her in the tent in case she escaped or something like that. So we had her in a cage, right? We're, we're doing those things. And, and as this is happening, right, I watch Emma. I'm, I'm over the other side chatting to some blokes. I see Emma go over to the tent, she unzips it. She gets the rucksack she's carrying. Just <laughs> zips it up again, walks off. And I'm like, hello. So this whole weekend, sorry, Emma. Um, this whole weekend, we're quietly rowing. In the tent, right? We're really struggling. It's not fun. We're cold. We're wet. And we've got kids up at night. And we've got all those kind of things going on. Now, some friends of ours were traveling with their really close non-Christian neighbors. The neighbors had gone, well, their kid didn't sleep at night for more than a couple of hours. They were shattered. They're in a mess. And they said, well, you know, we'll come camping, but our kid will probably keep everyone up. And they were all this kind of thing. And the guy goes, well, what time would you like your kid to wake up? And we'll pray about it. And he's all, oh. <laughs> so he said, seven o'clock. So, right, prayed. Seven o'clock in the morning, kid wakes up. So, and he said, if, if that happens, I'll come to church. So next morning, seven o'clock, you've got to come to church. He goes, I wouldn't have been as soft as that. I'd have said at least eight o'clock or half eight. Kid sleeps through. He ended up in church a few weeks later, right? But while this is all going on, they stop for a drink on the way home from the campsite. The, the Christian couple and, the, and this other couple. And the non-Christian couple say, do you know, the thing that stood out to us this weekend was Nigel and Emma's marriage. Do you know, 
I wish we could have a marriage like that. Right? It's nice, isn't it? But I know what we're really like. And, and I've told you the truth, right? So, 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 so in that, Emma probably tells it differently to me. <laughs> what a grumpy grouch I was or whatever. But, but, but in all of that, I was unaware that in the middle of our lowest, messed up, f- frustrating annoyance and, and whispered arguments and all the rest of it. Oh, sorry, they're discussions. They weren't arguments. Um, but, but, but actually in all of that, Jesus was shining out. We were unaware of it, but he was. He was reaching the lost, and we didn't even know. And I want to say, you on your worst day are still shining out Jesus if your life is hidden in him. And we need to realize that. Here we glow, here we glow. We're showing Jesus everywhere. (laughs) We're showing Jesus, right? But actually, you've got the Holy Spirit to teach us how to do that better, okay? So I'm not saying the rowing was right in the tent, and even though the little kid and, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not justifying that in any way just because the results were good. What I'm saying is, if we listen to the Holy Spirit, we can shine even brighter. And if we walk with him step by step, we don't miss stuff. Sometimes you're traveling too fast, to notice the little thing on the side the Holy Spirit wants to point out. Sometimes we're in such a rush here, we miss some of the the finesse. We get the general location, but we miss the finesse along the way that the Holy Spirit wants to say to us. There's a walking and a learning in Him to walk brighter and better and more effectively and it improves and we become more like Jesus and more, the more we're like Jesus, the more lost people are drawn to us, right? You may be wondering why some of the annoying people around you are around you. They, they, they're there because they see Jesus in you. They're attracted to it like moths to a light bulb. Do you know what I mean? And, and actually, that is how it is. So evangelism reaching out is not difficult. It's like breathing Jesus every, oh, in him I live, move, have my being. Actually, I want to spend more time with you in the mornings, Lord, so I can draw from you into my day, pour you into every situation I go. Oh, I'm going into this situation at work. Holy Spirit, come with me. Come nudge me. Come lead me. Come help me through it. Actually, help me demonstrate how a good Christian is in this situation. Let me demonstrate what your heart is here. Help me show you. Sometimes it could be telling someone off, but you've got to show them something. There's something he wants to pour through us. And there's a whole lot of people, he wants to break something off you. And it's a thing called pressure of performance. He wants to shatter it. Because your performance is nowhere near as good as his on our behalf on his dying on the cross. He's done it. He's won it. He loves you and he wants to shine through you. And the treadmill of performance that will always say you're never good enough, you can always do better, you can always do better, God wants to break off. He wants to flow through us. And this morning I just feel that that's a theme that God's beginning to do more and more. 
Let's just wait on him. I've got more to say, but let's just wait for a moment. Some of the words this morning said, let's wait on him. Let's wait on him. Holy Spirit, just come breathe on us now. I just pray for those people who've been under a, 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 a kind of pressure saying you're not good enough, that you're failing. I just want to break those cruel words off you. I want to break the trauma of childhood where that happened a lot. I want to break the things in work where the first work situations where you were convinced that this is the only way that I'll break that off. I'll break that off when you've said that about yourself. That's the biggest one. And Lord, we just want to please you, show your love, walk in relationship with you, and so, Lord, we just say no to the other pressures. We ask for you to shine through us more and more. We ask for your goodness to be seen in us more and more. We ask for those situations that you're drawing us into that actually they're in explosive places for your power. And, Lord, I just pray you come and just move through us. Lord, that kind of trying to get your attention, feeling like we don't connect with you because got, you've got to see us or you've got to, you've got to notice what we're doing because it's all doing-based. We're saved by grace. We live by grace. We move in him. We move in his goodness. Steer us, nudge us, shout loudly to us sometimes when we miss it, and call us to, to the purposes of God. Lord, we want to see the purposes of God fulfilled in our area. We want to see that the broken people come to know Jesus. We want to see them find the joy. We want to see them crying the tears of joy as they realize what you've done for them. Lord, we long for that. Lord, we long to see broken families made whole. Lord, we long to see hurting people healed and made whole in Jesus. Lord, we long to see your kingdom come in power in our area and in every area we touch of life no matter how significant or seemingly insignificant it is, we ask for your life to come in Jesus' mighty name. Come saturate this area with your vibrancy, Holy Spirit. Come saturate this area with the living love of Jesus. Come move in power. Come stir our hearts. Come help us connect with you. And Lord, I just pray right now for you to deliver us from the rubbish and the yuck that, we, that some people are feeling in their hearts now. We just ask you, break that off now in the mighty name of Jesus. Just go, just go in the name of Jesus. Those yuck that we just break off all that performance-related yuck. We break off all that, that mess and that muck and that mind. We just make things clean and new in Jesus. He's paid for it. He's won it. He's done it. And Lord, we just ask you to just come flow through us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Isaiah 55. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. He who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? 
Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live and I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast and sure love for David. This passage is written in the Old Testament and it's written before people went into exile. These are healing words for people coming through trauma. These are healing words for people coming through difficult time. These are healing words for people who are coming out of exile. And the beginning of this, it says in, in the ESV, come. <laughs> in the NIV, I think it says, come. I think in the authorized, it goes, hoi! <laughs> Which is what the word, yeah, it's come. <laughs> it's, it's not come, it's come. There's an enthusiasm, there's an appeal. You know, hoi, everyone is thirsty, come. Come drink. Right, Come to the waters. He who has no money, come buy and eat. This is speaking about the kingdom of God. It's speaking about receiving from him. And what I've been saying about us having our lives in Christ, we can pray this prayer anytime. Holy Spirit, he's going, Oi, are you thirsty? You go, yeah, I'm feeling a bit drained. The family, good grief, I never knew they were like that. I thought they were bad, but, you know, and this situation at work, and this is, and I'm feeling drained, I'm feeling dry, I'm feeling, I'm feeling everything's going, hi, you thirsty? You hungry? All you need to do is say, yeah. The Holy Spirit just flows through you, refreshing you, reviving you, strengthening you. You've still got the situation in front of you, but somehow or other, things are different. Somehow or other, he's flowing through your life. You're suddenly you're going, oh, right. Come by wine. Ooh. <laughs> I'm feeling a bit, wow, I'm relaxed. Actually, I feel the Holy Spirit moving. And you go, now let's look at that family situation. It's not my agenda. What do you want, Lord? What is that work situation? What do you want, Lord? And there's some situations that will suck the life out of you. But we've got a continual supply from God where we don't need to be drained or dry like the others around us because we can draw on him. And there's some secrets he's got to teach us. Come buy wine and milk without money, without price. He's paid the price. Why do you spend your money on what is not bread, your labor on what does not satisfy, right? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good. Delight yourselves in rich food. He's saying, actually, some of the energy we spend running around trying to make our lives better or trying to fix this and trying to do that and trying to do the other, actually in the middle of all of that, he's saying, why, why are you spending your energy? Why are you spending your, everything you've got on these things to try and do that when I want to flow through you? And, and I want joy to be in you. I want you to have plentiful supply. I want you to operate out of that. And so what I'm saying is this morning, very often we do the opposite <laughs> of who we really are. 
And we need to get better at doing who we are. We need to get better at letting him move through us. We need to get better at refreshing ourselves. You know, imagine the the camping example I've given. Imagine instead of seeing mess in the tent, imagine I went, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? Imagine I'd done that instead of being a grumpy husband. Imagine if I had gone, what are you doing, Holy Spirit? And the Holy Spirit moves and says, well, actually, I want to touch these guys' marriage. Right? Imagine I'd spent the time I'd spent wasted going in the tent with them, shining Jesus out. There might have been, who knows, right? I'm not going to be woulda, shoulda, coulda, spend all my life worrying about, you've got to move on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You've got to park it. That, I can learn from that episode for the next, how old are you, Bex? The next probably 19 years or something, right? But, 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 but actually, there, there, there's some of those things where we need to just be, okay. I messed up, didn't quite get it there, could have got it better. Right, Holy Spirit, come teach me next time and just keep going and flow in him and move in him. Sorry, Lord, I didn't listen to you. Sorry I wasn't more attentive. See, last week we were looking at a heart after God's own heart. When we've got the holy, this connection with the Holy come on, Lord, fill me. I'm feeling dry. I'm feeling irritable. I need some refreshment. I need to be able to hold my, my, my peace. I need to not let anger spill out of me. I need to let those things happen. I need to let the Holy Spirit move in this. We need to, there's things that as we move out further, right? And there's situations where God's trusting us with people he's bringing to us, right? So on Wednesday, we had a bit of a chat around this. But, but actually, there's people he's bringing to us. And, and I, I had a chat with someone this week who, who said to me, God's testing us with this. How are, you, how are you getting on with those ones? And there's some of these things where God's bringing some people to us that we need to, to that, that, that can be testing and trying. <laughs> but there's some of those situations where God's just saying, come on, come learn. And if you do that well, I've got a lot more. I want to, but I want to train you in this. And some of the things the Holy Spirit does is training us like that. Verse 2 here says, Listen diligently to me and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear. Sorry, I thought you just said listen. Incline your ear. But, but didn't you just say, oh, <laughs> you're saying it twice, so I really do listen. <laughs> right? Yeah? Incline your ear and come to me that your soul may live. Right? That, that's, that's, that's some of what God wants to do in us. And this speaks of a covenant that he's bringing, which is through Jesus. <laughs> we have all these things. But he's speaking to exiles. This is what's coming, guys. This is what's coming. Seek me because this is how I want to move. Right? It says here, I made, right, um, I want to quickly go to John um, chapter 7. Because this is where um, the New Testament example of this is. Sorry, people are smiling at me. No, they're just nice. Okay. Um, On the last day of the feast, 
the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now, this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. For the Holy Spirit had not yet been given, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. This is Jesus, fulfilling this passage, standing up in John and going, Hi! Is anyone thirsty? And I go, oh, he's doing the Isaiah 55. Let him come to me and drink. <laughs> Wait, he said that about himself. Because in Jesus, the fulfillment of this is. In Jesus, it's fulfilled. In Jesus, he's saying, I've got it all. And by that, he meant the Holy Spirit. This is a connection of the, of the flow of what God wants to do. And so God wants to flow through us like a gushing river. He wants to ooze through everything we do and flow out of us into everything. And the Holy Spirit wants to move through us with more power. On Wednesday night, I think I prayed for someone for fire. And then suddenly, whew, we were just on our way out the door and just felt the Holy Spirit with us very powerfully. And I, I, think, I think a few folks could testify. God was beautiful, what he was doing. And very often when he does something like that, we sort of think, all right, okay, what else? And I think this morning we need to just receive something from him. Some of us are thirsty and dry. Some of us actually haven't been connected in the way we used to be and we want to be and there's something God wants to do we don't look to back to our old seasons and say oh we want that I find the Holy Spirit moves like a river and if you look at the life of a river there's sometimes a froth and bubble of the there's mountain streams and it's all happening and then there's sometimes a river and sometimes there's deep but underneath the surface, it's rolling boulders over. And on the surface, nothing seems to be happening. Holy Spirit moves how he wants to move. Sometimes in a rush, sometimes in the stillness, sometimes in the, in the powerful uh, gouging out of things. He, he moves in lots of ways. And we just want to open ourselves to him now and just invite him to come. Lord, you want to delight our hearts in the richest of fare. We thank you for the feast of your goodness you've laid before us. We thank you for the goodness of the richness of the things you feed us with. Spiritually, you feed us with such a rich fare. But you don't just look after us spiritually, you look after our whole lives. Lord, we just want to thank you that you care for us. You care about every bit of us. And Lord, we just want to say sorry for the times we've got it wrong. Sorry for the times we're grouchy, the times where we're not flowing in you as we should. So Holy Spirit, we just say, come flow through us. Come flow afresh, Holy Spirit. Jesus, we come to you, the fountain of living water. 
Jesus, we come to you and we say, yes, Lord, I'm thirsty. And Holy Spirit, we just ask you to come flow through us. Just right where you are, some of you may feel it easy to hold out your hands or some of you may not want to do that, that's fine. But just express your thirst to him. Just quietly where you are, just express, just invite him. Invite his river to flow into areas of your life. Invite him to come move into some of those areas. Some of you, as I've been sharing my own testimony of my grouchiness, actually some of you have thought actually of other things. Just invite him into that. Lord, we want to be a church that has a heart after you, but we also want to be a church that flows with the Holy Spirit in amazing ways. Lord, we ask you come bring the days where we can't share all the testimonies of each week. I pray you come show us how we do that. But Lord, we just ask you just come move on us now. Just come bring the flow of your Spirit into our families, into our houses, into our friendships. Come bring that flow of the Spirit into our workplaces and our schools. Come bring that flow of the Spirit into um, the difficult situations around us. Come bring it into our extended family. Come bring it out through. Lord, we just ask for a flow of your Spirit. So wherever we go, we bring in the living water. We shine Jesus. And help us do that more and more brightly, Lord. Help us bring that into some really dark situations. Help us encourage one another and build one another up in, in those difficult circumstances. But Lord, we recognize we're fed by you. Only you can do it. So, Lord, we ask you to come and unblock the streams where we've blocked them. Unblock the things that flow of the Spirit where, where, where we've, we've just been building on other things. Lord, we just, we just say to this morning, we turn to you and we just ask for that flow afresh, un, unhindered, un, undiminished, mighty flow of the power of God into our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.